Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. We back. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner. Yes, that's right. Tyler Drake, Eric Ruby, and Arizona Sports Podcast. We're still here after every single Cardinals game, even when it's a 24 to 15. With all due respect, a shootout in Denver to the Broncos. The Arizona Cardinals drop to 4-10. Colt McCoy is in concussion protocol. Trace McSorley threw two interceptions. Tyler, how you feeling? I mean, it's... it's oh, as referencing the sound, it, it's kind of what we expected, right? Outside of the McCoy getting hurt, like, obviously, hope... Everything's good there, but yeah, I mean, everything else, that was a game of just yuck, in my opinion. A game of yuck. That's a, that is a perfect, <laughs> perfect Outside of the defense in the first half. The, you know, that is fair. You've got to give credit where credit is due. J.J. Watt earned a little bit extra money today getting yes, those sack numbers. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to cut right to the chase. J.J. Watt, this offseason, there's a big question. Do you bring him back? Is, has he played well, well enough to give a, an older guy another contract? Absolutely. He's not going to ask for little money. No, but I think he also understands where he's at in his career, and I think he understands where this team's at. And how I well that actually when I talk about right. it, he's why a leader. Would he, why would he's going to want here? a big paycheck to be right to be dealing with this again? But who knows? I mean, it's a year. Every season's different. Give you the whole cliche of you know it's one season. Next year could be completely different story. But I mean, you have to. I think he's a guy you have to bring back. He's he's the heart and soul of that defense. You're seeing what Zach Allen is doing, just learning from him. You're seeing what Cameron Thomas is doing now, learning from him. I mean, oh, there's no question. JJ Watt is valuable, valuable for yeah. sure. Not a doubt in my mind. But also, he is getting older. Sign and, him for like a two year deal, right? But for how much? Oof. How much money are are we really going to be getting into how how deep how much money is he pot? making right now? How deep in the pot are they going to get? Yeah, how, how deep are they going to reach for for JJ Watt for somebody who's not guaranteed to play a season like he played this season ever again? All all credit to him; he's been one of the best players on defense. Oh, he's, he's been, been probably the best solid. player on defense. He's been solid, yeah. really good. I, you could throw Buddha in there as well. Uh, but J.J. Is, has just been really good. Like you said, mentoring Zach Allen. You saw it on Hard Knocks. Just in general, J.J. Watt's presence is beneficial for a football team. But are the Cardinals going to look themselves in the mirror this offseason? Who's going to be looking themselves in the mirror? That's something we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes. But yeah, but I are mean, you really going to put all these resources into J.J. Watt when this season... You've already put all these resources into older guys, and it hasn't been working out. If you're going to fully press reset, if you're not going to have Kyler Murray, Tyler, are you really going to want to pay J.J. Watt? You need to have you need to have some cornerstones, at least some leadership cornerstones. Like, you know, James Conner is going to be one of them. You need a guy like Buda Baker is obviously going to be one of them. But I think, you know, you need to have it almost on every level. You need the Zayvon Collins. Like, I think Zayvon Collins is going to be a leader moving into next year. I think he already is taking that step. And I think it's... J.J. Zavin Buddha. Especially if a high draft pick, I guess, plays a similar position to J.J. or plays next to J.J. Mm, that's, I, I mean, 
that's where we that's where that's where things get a little that could be beneficial but again at this point we're we're looking too far ahead the reality right now is the Arizona Cardinals have fallen into the top four of the draft well 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 well, before that let's just let's give Watt his uh his credit give him the stats give him the stats all right this was insane he got five total tackles four solo tackles three sacks three tackles for a loss and that was just like Part of it that wasn't even all of it. A pass defense, a force fumble. Uh huh. Dude was everywhere. He was check. Just, yeah, check, check, check. Made a lot of money. Big check. <laughs> check, check. Field Yates. Check. I mean, I basically, I think he made almost a million in incentives in about three quarter, two three. quarters, three quarters of work. That's a that's a day. That's right how there. much we get paid per podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's definitely. our going rate. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. No, that I saw when I saw that set. I'm like, okay. That's why when you look at these contracts and some of them aren't guaranteed, like there are reasons for Cardinals players to play these last four weeks of the season. Like I'm sure a lot of contracts have something similar to J.J. Watts, maybe not to the level of J.J. Watts because that man makes J.J. Watt money. Mm Uh, like in the hard knocks interaction uh, between him and Zach Allen, where they're talking about washing their dogs. Yeah. Oh, he and, can get a really good groomer now. Right. He can have somebody come <laughs> in. Like he, he can spend all of that money just on dog grooming. But somebody else has to have this stuff in their contract. I'm sure if you dig deep, most guys do. Yeah. That could be a reason for some performances for the end of the season. Because quite honestly, at this point, what else are you playing for besides maybe a top draft pick? Yeah. Young, like we all young guys it, getting the reps. That's it's reality, about it. right? Yeah, you got to grow yeah. your guys. Which guys would you say you want to see take the reins the most for the last couple weeks? I mean, I think it's just the rookies. I think it's uh, Trey McBride. It's MyJ Sanders. It's Cam Thomas. I think especially Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders. I think those two guys. If we can see an extended look at those guys. I think that's just going to help them grow. It's going to give you know the organization another look at them, a closer look at them. Uh, yeah, I think I already said Trey McBride. You know, Christian Matthew. McBride looked okay today. He he made some grabs. McBride or Mc, uh, <laughs> Matthew Christian Matthew came in and and played decently. I thought. Obviously, I think it was a little. Uh, well, when you miss that many players deep, thrown in that into position. the fire with Jace Whitaker and uh, Nate Hairston as the other cornerbacks. So I mean, that was a rough rough go. But hey, I mean, it's still uh, still. Playing time, still reps, still snaps. Defense so. was was pretty stout for the first half. Yeah, yeah, I thought they played really, really well. I thought it was a, especially getting to the quarterback. Yeah, Maje. I mean, what they had seven sacks all game and six came in the first half. That's first, solid. First time losing, having seven sacks in a game since they like lost nineteen to three to the Seahawks when Arians was coach. Ooh, it's been a minute since they had that good of a defensive performance. And it's I a mean, good stat. again. I think Vince had that. That's not off the dome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that uh, the Arizona sports uh, video that our multimedia producer Jeremy puts together, where it's like, "Hey, Vinny," he's like the guy that we we hit up for all the stats. Like, you just oh, go yeah. to his Twitter account, and you'll find something random and niche for sure. But it was something that every time you looked up, right, every time another play happened, not only was there a pressure, but usually there was yeah. a sack. But then on the other end, there's the offense, and Cole and McCoy what, yeah. goes down. And even before that, it was nothing. he wasn't was, looking good. The offense just wasn't going. The run game wasn't really getting started. The passing game was just rough. I mean, just nothing seemed to work. Everything was out of rhythm and inconsistent. And then, yeah, just to make matters worse, McCoy goes down concussion not coming back they were real quick to rule him out too he did get up and walk off on his own though didn't have the yeah. cart came out and he said nope i'm doing it myself it, it's tough i remember talking uh i think it was last week or maybe it was two weeks ago and no it was last week it was after the kyler injury 
And it was like, man, I just don't want to see these guys go down. But at the same time, like you're underestimating just how much football is left to play. Yeah, the season feels over. It's definitely closer to being over. But you know how much can happen in one quarter, in one mm-hmm. play, in one drive? There's three more games at this point. Mm-hmm. That's 12 quarters of football. Yep. We have 12 quarters of football and Colt McCoy, I'm sorry, he wasn't making it through the last three games, even if he made it through this one. Not with the state of this offensive line. Yeah. Not with the state of this team in general. I mean, he wasn't making good, quick reads. He was making quick reads that weren't good. He's making good reads that weren't quick. So well, he got, and he got hurt on a designed run for him. Why would you even do it's that always to begin weird. They with? always seem to have one of those for him, don't they? It seems like they have more for McCoy than Murray sometimes. They're like, Murray will, <laughs> Murray will create it. Out of the blue, so yeah. you don't need to design it. But then you. But think hey, McCoy, yourself, it's it's fourth and twelve. We need you to run this one. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's no, that's how it feels are like. Are you sometimes. kidding? I I don't know if you are kidding. I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was fourth and twelve. Look, man, the the Cardinals are in a really deep, bad place on the field, and it's tough to talk about the on field product. Besides, like you said, develop your rookies, and don't get hurt. Yep. But off the field, man, we. Ten minutes in, that's probably about time. It, yeah. It's time to get into the off-the-field the, stuff. The playing, the, the X's and O's has taken a backseat. So take me through the week of Tyler Drake. The events that happened this week with Steve Keim, Sean Coogler, what you knew, when you knew it, just to kind of give a timeline for people. Early in the week, I believe it was Wednesday, the report out of nowhere, GM Steve Keim is taking an indefinite leave of absence for a health-related issue or health-related leave of absence, I should say. And so, yeah, just out of nowhere, gone. Everybody's shocked. And this is this is after, I mean, this all comes out after we talked to Cliff already. So As everything usually does. <laughs> that's not where I was going to. But obviously, first and foremost, hope everything's good there. Uh, definitely. And, and that's the, the like, we're going to get into the will Steve Kime come back and, you know, yeah. what's going to happen with his job. And there's been more reporting on that, some literally happening today. Yep. Look, he is a human being, First and, and there is something going on. Yep. And if you can't look past those football-tinted glasses... That's on you. Then you need to look into the mirror, like the Cardinals need harder. to look into yeah. the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Like, as serious as this can be, as important as the NFL is, as the Arizona Cardinals are, all of it pales in comparison to health mm-hmm. of real people... Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going back to Hard Knocks because we actually got like the first really <clears throat> meaningful episode yeah, in a yeah. while. And you got the story that you've heard before on DeAndre Hopkins yeah. with his mom. And if you don't know that story, there's some pieces on ArizonaSports.com uh, basically recapping the entire episode, diving yep. deeper yep. into that story of him and his mom. But you hear DeAndre Hopkins say like, yeah, man, like I'm human. And it's the same thing with general managers. It's the same thing with head coaches, with Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, with Kyler Murray tearing his ACL. There was a lot of nasty stuff on Twitter about, hey, like people were glad he tore it. Like, come on, guys. Or with Cliff, like, I get that people might not like the play calling. You can hope for it a lot. You can hope for a guy to get fired. You shouldn't hope for like his downfall. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's There's a line. And there's also like a point where then later in the week after this happens, it comes out that Sean Coogler, the offensive line and running game coordinator, that got relieved, fired, fired, relieved of duties, relieved but fired, of duty, yeah, fired yeah. after uh, allegedly an alleged incident in yep. Mexico City when yep. they played against the 49ers. 
then came out two days later and said, hold on a second, the the story isn't adding up. The story isn't straight. He was basically saying... He wants to clear his name because he thinks there's a miscommunication. Mis- a case or, of mistaken identity. Or because of a, mis- a case of mistaken identity. So I'm not going to get into it farther than that because that's a legal side of things. And we can we'll, once that all comes out, we will it's all just know. just add it to the list, man. But add it to the list of distractions. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's coming right after. I mean, look at it. There's the Kyler Murray injury. There's the, I mean, it's just boom, 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 boom. Everything. That's just in a week. In a week, They yeah. played on Monday. They played on Monday. That's that is rough. Monday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday. I think Thursday was a little more about Steve Kime coming out. I believe the legal out. filing was filed a couple days before it became public. But so the legal filing was the same exact day that Steve Kime took the leave of right. absence, which Ian Rappaport said had been brewing, had been developing for several weeks and several months regarding mm-hmm. Steve Kime. So take that into account for what you will. And then, oof, what was it? I'm t- there's so much stuff that's happened. I don't even. It doesn't even matter really the day because, like you said, there is a lot of stuff, but there are theories out there that you just can't speculate. You can't get into anything. Like the facts will come out. The Cardinals release a statement saying that we believe that when there's an investigation, this miscommunication, this case of mistaken identity, the facts that former coach Kugler has brought to the table will be proven false. So both sides are saying something's wrong. When you find out, when we find out, everybody's going to know. Until then, all you can say is, okay, Steve Kime, I would say it's probably more likely than not. You can't completely rule it out. It hasn't happened yet, but we'll not be making the decisions for this team going forward. I mean, that's... that's... You can you can assume that in a, in a sense or another, he's probably not going to be at least as involved. Yeah. The guy. It just doesn't I mean, there's seem no t- like we're heading there's that no way. There's no timetable. There's nothing there. I mean, it's 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 the offseason. I mean, we're going to head in the offseason. I don't know if this is going to be resolved. I mean, who knows when this is going to get resolved? Who knows what the outcome is going to be at the end of it? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. A leave of absence is a leave of absence with no timetable. So, I mean, there's... And what a time to have that. A time where mm-hmm. you're at this split in the road. There's two paths that you can go on right now. You can basically rebuild. You can reset. You can try to get a good draft pick, nail that draft pick, wait for Kyler to come back, get the young guys reps, invest in your offensive line, and say, hey, this is maybe a 2024, a 2025 team. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of double down and say, once Kyler gets back, we can be a good football team, get a decent pick this year, but reinvest in these veterans. Like You need somebody steering the ship right now. I think a lot of people want it to go a certain way. I'm not saying that they're equally good options, yeah. but you need somebody there to make the decision. Yeah, and that's and, and here's the thing, too, is, is how much authority does Adrian Wilson and, and Quentin Harris have to make said moves. I mean, if this goes into the offseason, we've got to really, th- I mean, what, there's 28 pending free agents for the Cardinals? There's a ton. So what is what happens there? How much authority do they have to really make all these moves? Are they, I mean, if a leave of absence is clearly a leave of absence, that I'm assuming he's not having he's any not say. He's not working as yeah. well, I would assume. If it's so, a health-related leave of absence, he's not out there scouting. Yeah. He's not out there trying to make personnel, personnel decisions. You're you're gone from the team. You're you're not involved right now. So how much does that play a factor in all this? Because no matter what, I think he would be playing. He would be going about things a different way than these two guys are taking over in the interim basis. And I'm not saying anything wrong with those guys. I'm just saying like it's just but they have been they thrown be into the empowered? mix. Exactly. How much is Bidwell going to be? I mean, 
I would assume he's going to have his hand on the pulse really closely in the offseason if this isn't figured out. He already is a pretty involved owner. I mean, we learned this season he watches some film with the coaches every week. Like he, He does have his hand on the pulse, and now you can agree or disagree with his decisions. Mm-hmm. He, he's not one of those owners that's an absentee owner. He is involved. But also, if you're looking at your coaching staff, are you going to be making these moves when you're not even sure what's going on in the front office? Are you going to be making these moves knowing your quarterback's just so... I mean, you're, that's, you're a sitting duck. You're a lame yeah. duck. And if you're going to make these... And that's the thing. If you're going to go in a different direction of a GM or a head coach, I mean, the Kyler Murray injury is going to play a huge factor in people deciding if I want to come coach here. Because there's going to be probably a couple spots. There might be another spot in the NFC West, depending if Sean McVay retires. Yeah, yeah. And if you're choosing between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams, if you just take the last five years alone, you're going to pick the Los Angeles Rams. And if you're, I don't know, let's say Sean Payton, that team's going to be willing to give up more for you than the Arizona Cardinals are. Yep. Also, it might be not a blessing in disguise of sorts, to not have Kyler for the start of next year, but it almost forces them to go defense, doesn't it, at the top of the draft? No. You don't think? No. Defense slash offensive line. They not have, a skill position. It has to go offensive line. Not, are you, uh, offensive but line has to be. But if you a top three, a top four mm. pick, you're not going to go for Will Anderson, Jalen mm. Carter? And, I don't know, man. We've seen the... I mean, look but, at the offensive line, man. But I feel like... Off, yes, but you also... You bring back J.J. Watt, Zach Allen... But you, but one, but one offensive lineman is not going guys. to fix this offensive line. They no, have but nobody. you've got to get some anchors, right? But I think I would rather take if you're a top three, a top four pick, which they are right now. I would rather take somebody like Will Anderson, somebody like Jalen Carter, just to shore it up because you've already invested in saving, you've already invested in Isaiah, and your offense next year. It simply is not going to be what it can be going forward, which mm-hmm. means you might have the opportunity a year later to invest in the offense, depending on where your draft pick is there. Now, there's not this number one overall pick offensive lineman. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely good offensive. I linemen. mean, they there's could high, always, there's they high could pick. always trade down. You can always trade down as well. But if I'm at the top three and the top four and I have a chance to draft like the two names I've already said. I'm taking those guys, and then I'm going to use my draft picks for. La- I'll, I might take four offensive linemen in the next couple of rounds. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. you don't just have to do it as the high one. But I look at a defense right now that, heck, man, if they get somebody like Will Anderson and Zavin and Isaiah take a step, and Buddha still plays well, and Byron comes back healthy, and Mark that's what I'm. I, I think cornerbacks big. Look, they need a, they need a lot of positions. That's got to be that's got to be a. A but top also, three pick somewhere like with that. corner top three as well. If I feel like they've been able to find kind of some talent down in the rough, and Antonio Hamilton mm-hmm. and Marco Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys that you weren't really expecting to contribute to come out and contribute, and injuries have just really hampered them. Mm-hmm. It, you could go anyway, and they're probably going to just take I don't know, like a quarterback and play him at wide receiver or something. <laughs> uh, well, that's I mean that's and that's the thing, or not the thing, but let's also think about this. When the season ends, the Cardinals need to be on their stuff and getting things done and handled and whatever they can get done. And without having a sitting GM, like the sitting GM that's been there, that's going to be rough. But if they're going to make changes, they're going to do all these things, they're going to do a, an overhaul of whatever you want to call it, they've got to do it. Like, they've got to 
hit it hard. What is it? Black Monday? Was that what it's called? Something? Yeah. 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 It's like they've got to go. There's no sitting around and waiting. Is it like if they don't have an idea when Steve Kimes coming back, they don't have a plan of attack while he's away. If they've got to make a replacement moves. that they want. Somebody else probably wants them too. Exactly. There's going to be a couple. Teams. There's a draft coming up, and that's yeah. That that's, you're going to have your yep. highest pick since Kyler Murray. And here's the thing: the pick is going to be made, and it might be it. it the person who's making the pick is going to. That's going to be different from the other person. Like Steve Kime, Adrian. Quentin Harris, they're all they all could go look into this differently. Yeah, that's just that. But that's also, the thing. Or who? You, or a new GM? If, if new GM on, comes, if you in. sit on your if you sit on your hands and you you don't do anything about any of this, and then you get closer to the draft, and then okay, we finally figure this out. Then whoever's coming in isn't going to be prepared to do their best job. Mm-hmm. I don't even at this point. People might think that if they if Cliff goes, Kime goes. If Kime goes, Cliff goes. At this point, I could definitely see them holding on to Cliff for another year. I think I think he I think he's yeah. Because there's enough to point at whether you like it or not to say, hey, something was wrong. This and I year bet you a lot of people turn control. this podcast off right now because of that. But I agree I, with you. I'm surprised that people are still listening. I agree 100 percent with you. Right I now. think I think the offensive line injuries paired with the D hop suspension, even though Cliff said he was going to have the offense figured out for those first six games, which. That, that didn't happen. In my opinion, did not happen. Uh, and then you throw in Kyler Murray's injury and the potential that he's going to start the season not on time. Like, I mean, it's not going to make opening I, day. I don't think so. If it's I have too to late. guess right now. I'm, I'm concerned Zach Ertz not going to make week one. So, I mean. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't care if I they think play that week gives one. a little more leash for Cliff to stick around. Yeah. To like, 100%. hey, man, like, I literally had the worst luck of any head coach probably in the history of head coaches right now. And if you're going to bring somebody in, you're not in win now mode. So why not just hold on to Cliff? And again, I get that a lot of people could be angry about this. And I'm not saying this is the decision I would make. But if you're looking at it from Bidwell's perspective, and it's his money, it is not the team's money, it is his money. Mm-hmm. Kime, not for sure, but we can assume probably gone in some respect might reassign his position, might resign from his position, whatever. I, it's just, yeah, Are who you going to completely bring in a new head coach as well? Are you going to pay both of those contracts does the, out? Does the GM want a new head coach? That's the thing you have to consider, too. And does too. it matter having a new head coach if Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley is going to be your starter week one? Yeah, you can't mold the offense how you want. You can't mold the team how you want without having those franchise pieces. And yeah. I don't understand how they're going to get out of this. I don't know if there's a surefire way to get out of it because of they they haven't just dug themselves in a hole. They dug themselves in a hole and then they dug tunnels in 18 different directions and got lost. And poured concrete on top. Yeah. It's not anything <laughs> that firing or moving on from anybody is going to fix. This is going to take, like Dan Bickley said, some overhaul. And you can find his work on... The Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com. You can hear him on 98.7. He does a lot of Cardinals content, along with Tyler Drake. He is our Cardinals reporter, our beat reporter. He's still there, getting the pulse of the team, even when they're at 4-10, and 10, finding out what's going on. Still down there. Who's doing what and when and how. Tyler's there. Tyler's your man reporting on it. Follow him on Twitter at TDrake for sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner on Twitter. We're here after every game. Rain or shine. Yeah. Mostly rain, 
basically all the time rain. Or just chilly wind. It's been really really cold lately. I don't know. If we're talking in the Cardinal season, it's pouring and it's flooding. But you can follow me on Twitter (laughs) at Eric Ruby. It's flooding. It is. It is. And you could keep up with all of our cheerful Cardinals content as we get into some more off-season talk. Maybe some mock draft. Maybe we'll dive a little bit deeper into some college athletes that could be coming on the Cardinals next year. Man, do oh, do I'm, we want to do that? Turning the page, that. that man, that's just what that you, feels so that feels so far down the line, but it's not. That's the wild thing. Well, it's tough. I think that was just like my like the like the epiphany of like wow, we're already to this point, even though we still have three games left. There is a good amount of games left. Like we're by no means done with the season, but we're we got to start there. looking. And the last game, or the net last game, the next game, Christmas. Ho ho ho. Buccaneers, Cardinals, when that happens, will happen. We'll be here, Cardinals Corner, Tyler Drake, Eric Ruby. Until next time, as hard as it might be, please enjoy Enjoy. football. Love it.